This is the 170th QuackCast, a review of supplements, complementary, and alternative medicine, i.e. scams. This is called chiropractic and stroke. The question is not answered. Science-based medicine has discussed the many limitations of chiropractic, the low grades for entry into chiropractic school, the inadequate training, their raison d'etre, subluxations, and their adjustments being divorced from reality, the lack of efficacy of chiropractic for any process beyond low back pain, and even that it is no better than safer interventions, and the fondness of chiropractors for other useless pseudo-medicines and their opposition to vaccines. Hmm. When I put it like that, chiropractic does appear a little sketchy. But is chiropractic safe? It is a hands-on intervention for a brief period of time applying the same force to the neck as about 40% of a hanging from the neck until dead. So there is certainly the potential for chiropractic to cause harm. 30 plus years of medicine has only reinforced the concept that under the right conditions, a perfect storm, even the most benign of interventions, can kill. As an intern, I had a patient whose IV, placed for an acute heart attack in the field, became infected with Staph aureus that then went to her aortic valve that then rapidly blew out and she died. There is always the potential of the medical equivalent of because a little bug went kachoo. Can chiropractic cause a stroke? No, because chiropractic care covers a lot of interventions, from the aligning of non-existent subluxation to the uber silliness that is applied kinesiology and more. Does neck manipulation, the high-velocity, low-amplitude neck snap of a brief hanging lead to the occasional stroke? Now that is the question. Chiropractors love to point to the Cassidy study as the be-all and end-all evidence that neck manipulation does not cause stroke. It is the poster child for chiropractic-motivated reasoning. A careful reading, as I did previously, suggests that the Cassidy study points to an increased risk of stroke following chiropractic, especially in the young. It was a flawed study, but if you are a chiropractor who doesn't read carefully or beyond the abstract, you might think that the paper supports the safety of chiropractic. The authors of Chiropractic Care and the Risk of Vertebral Basilar Stroke, results of a case control study in U.S. commercial and Medicare Advantage patients, also admire the Cassidy study. Quote, the work of Cassidy et al. has been qualitatively appraised as one of the most robustly designed investigations of the association between chiropractic manipulative treatment and VBA stroke. That says something about the quality of the chiropractic literature and the safety of neck manipulation. But the study was done in Canada. What we really need to do is to reproduce the same lousy study in the United States. So the paper looked at stroke 30 days following a PCP, primary care physician, visit, or a chiropractic visit for neck pain and found no difference in stroke. Quote, among the commercially insured, 1.6% of stroke patients had visited chiropractors within 30 days of being admitted to the hospital, as compared to 1.3% of controls visiting chiropractors within 30 days prior to the index case. Of the stroke cases, 18.9% had visited a PCP within 30 days prior to their index date, while only 6.8% of controls had visited a PCP. Which really says nothing. 
there is no information about why those who had a stroke were visiting either provider. We did not know which patients had neck manipulation or even spinal manipulative therapy since, quote, less than 70% of stroke cases associated with chiropractic care included SMT. Also, quote, there were statistically significant differences between groups for most comorbidities. So it would appear that the two populations are not even remotely comparable, and we did not even know which ones got chiropractic neck manipulation. Quote, unlike Cassidy et al., in most other case control studies, our results showed no significant association between VBA stroke and chiropractic visits, which is not the question. This was the case for both the commercial and MA populations. In contrast to two earlier case control studies, this lack of association was found to be irrespective of age, although our results did lend credence to the previous reports that VBA stroke occurs more frequently in patients under age of 45 years. As the authors note, quote, our results add weight to the view that chiropractic care is unlikely to cause VBA strokes. A conclusion based on comparing different populations whose intervention is uncertain. That is the chiropractic definition of a robustly designed investigation. Perhaps chiropractic care is safe and visiting a chiropractor is safe. But again, what about neck manipulation? They are not the same thing. It is a fine point distinguishing between chiropractic care and neck manipulation, one of which the authors recognize. Quote, the current study does not exclude cervical manipulation as a possible cause or contributory factor in the occurrence of VBA stroke. It is not death row care that matters, but the short drop through the trap door at the end. I suspect that chiropractic organizations will fail to recognize this distinction. I can't see where the paper adds any information at all about the safety of chiropractic neck manipulation and will stick with the preponderance of data and the AHA-ASA guidelines, which suggests an association between, again, neck manipulation and stroke. But it does add fear and uncertainty and doubt, and I am sure there will be no end to blog entries trumpeting the paper and declaring that chiropractic is safe. It would appear that the approach to patient safety by chiropractors is to embrace the good yet flawed studies and rationalize away the bad. And who cares about patient safety when their subluxations need a fixin'? The striking thing about chiropractic and scams in general is the aggressive denial that their interventions could and do cause harm and the unwillingness to alter or abandon practices for increased patient safety. Chiropractic advocates and scam apologists in general do love to mention the harm caused by NSAIDs or deaths due to medications. I have sat on hospital quality councils for 25 years, as well as chaired my hospital's infection control programs. I can proudly point to an enormous amount of work that in time has slowly driven down infections, morbidity, and mortality in my hospitals. They are markedly safer than they were 25 years ago. This has occurred because we recognize that our interventions can cause harm and continually refine practice to minimize those risks. And because we apply the medical literature, we always err on the side of patient safety. There still remains only one quality intervention to improve patient care in the entire scam universe, 
and that was the change to disposable sterile acupuncture needles. And the practice of acupuncture certainly renders that intervention useless. Gloves do not appear to be high on their to-do list. There are, to the best of my ability to locate, no other examples of scam practice ever being modified or abandoned due to evidence of harm. And of course, harm has to be balanced with efficacy. The first rule of medicine is not do no harm. Any intervention, and all interventions, can cause harm. The first rule of medicine should be, on balance, the good should outweigh the harm. The risk should be less than the benefit. Chiropractic fails on that measure as well, since the benefit is negligible, applies only to low back pain, and is no better than safer interventions. We do need better data. Many hospitals have stroke programs to maximize care for patients with stroke. When I last asked, the programs do not inquire into recent neck manipulation. Some clever epidemiologist needs to leverage information from all the stroke programs to help determine what the real risk of a brief hanging is. And that is the end of the 170th Quackcast. Don't forget, of course, to go to iTunes and write me glowing reviews, and you can find my growing multimedia empire over at edgydoc.com. Talk to you next time. Bye.